Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Won't you stand with me and go over to Luke chapter 1. I'm he's ready for the Word today. I'm he's ready for the Word today. Are you ready for the Word at home today? Come on, put some hand clap emojis in the, in the chat. Those of you that are here, clap your hands for the Word today. We are excited. We are wanting to receive the Word today. I, I believe if you're watching this on, on live stream, I want you to share it. Uh, if you're on Facebook and put, if you need a miracle, listen, because I really believe that miracles can happen through this service right now. And uh, we, we got so many that watch even on our website. And I know you're not able to participate with chats and things like that, but thank you for watching. Believe that God can work a miracle in your life today. And whenever you're watching this service on our YouTube channel, maybe weeks and months later, uh, don't let the Christmas thing get on you. Amen. Don't let the Christmas thing get on you that, you know, this is the season of the Christmas story. Uh, I'm going to show you that it's not about a Christmas story today. <laughs> it's about the birth of Jesus Christ, who, which is a miracle. And I love Christmas, don't get me wrong. Uh, but we, I know the reason for the season, and we are to celebrate it. But I want you to know that God can do a miracle right now in your life today. This day, this day, God can do a miracle in your life. Luke chapter 1, we looked last week at Elizabeth and Zacharias. We're going to compare that, that miracle with Mary and Joseph today because there's some similarities and there's some differences. And I just want to share this from my heart today, uh, and I hope you receive it. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, tells us that now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Isn't that good news? In Ephesians, it says that we also are highly favored of God. Four, five, six, seven of you received it. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, You're highly favored. Drop it in the chat. I am highly favored. Amen. He says, Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Just like some of you just did when I told you you was favored. We're just not used to hearing that. We, we think God's got a favorite group of people sometimes. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus makes this bold statement that you probably have never heard preached in John in his prayer. He says, I thank you, God, that you love them as you have loved me. That scripture says that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. You can chew on that for three months and probably still won't receive that. It's in John 16. Go and read it. But uh, the devil just has done a great job in making us feel like we're some sort of um, person that aren't in his favor. I want to get rid of that today in Jesus' name. So it says, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Again, got to tell you again. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever 
And of his kingdom there shall be no end. How many are glad we're in the kingdom? We're in the kingdom. We're in the kingdom. Our king is still king. His term does not run out. His term does not run out. There is no conspiracy. There is no fraud. He is the king of kings, the beginning and the end. He was now, he is now, and he will be forever. He is Jesus. He is our Lord and our Savior. Come on, somebody. That's good news. Yes, amen. Then Mary said to the angel, one question, how can this be since I don't even know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. He's the one that works the miracles in our life. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her, who was also called barren. Look at that. Who was called barren. Who was called barren. How many were here last week? How many watched last week? Go back and watch that video. Who was called barren. They they were blameless, but they were barren, but they're not barren no more. Come on, there's our scripture for today. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, amen, come on, nothing, nothing, get a hold of this today, nothing is impossible, nothing, nothing that you are facing, that you're facing right now, nothing is impossible for God, nothing, nothing in your marriage is impossible for God to repair and fix and heal, nothing in your finances Come on, somebody. Well, we need some drums or that organ or something going. You got nothing in your life is too hard for God. Nothing in your past is impossible for God to repair. Get a hold of it today. Get a hold of it today. I may stay right here all day. Nothing in what has happened to you in the past is impossible for God to reach back in your past and even though that happened to you as a child, or your mama wasn't there, or your daddy wasn't there, or you've been here, you've been, nothing is impossible for God to heal. Nothing in your present stage. Come on, somebody get a hold of this today. Nothing in your present stage, 2020 December, right now, whatever giant you are facing, nothing is impossible for God. Amen? Amen. Nothing in your future, nothing in your future, no matter what is going to happen in 2021. Someone says you think 2020 is bad. Well, it's about to turn 21. He's able to drink. Look out. (laughs) I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. He got delivered and he's clean and sober from this day forward. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You may be seated today. Go ahead and grab a seat. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. I hope that gets a hold of you like it did me. You know, miracles still happen today. Miracles 
happen. Have you ever seen a miracle? Have you ever witnessed a miracle? I, I, I want to share with you a couple of miracles. Not that I have, I have heard some amazing, some amazing miracles. Been, been brought up in a Pentecostal church my whole life. Been there, done that. Been through the, the tambourine stages. Steve, can I bring my tambourine? Can I join the worship team? Well, we're not ready yet. Next week they bring a tambourine and they do it their way on the third row. How many have ever seen that? We, we've been through the flags and the banners. Come on, somebody. Amen. Nothing, nothing wrong with any of it. Please, don't misunderstand. Been through, been through, grew up in there, did it all, seen it all. Amen. Everybody had the show fire blast. Amen. We got ours. Amen. I've seen. And the, the good thing about growing up in an atmosphere like that, there's, there's, there's some good, bad, and the ugly. There's some things that I'm like, eh, I don't think that was God. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. Others were like, eh, I'm just not sure. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, Michelob, Michelob, the Lord has departed. I actually heard that, te- that prophecy in church, yes. It's supposed to say Ichabob, not Michelob. That's it. <laughs> Guys got to wake up today. Was the stream open today? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the good thing about growing up in a, in a full gospel church, you see some miracles in that climate. If you don't get all offended and weirded out, if you stick to it, uh, God can move. And, and I've seen some miracles, seen some crazy things, we've seen some amazing, amazing things. But I've also had some miracles happen to me or through me or I was there in that service. I was there in that hospital. I've, I've watched them. When, when I was six years old, I, I started having these pains in my legs and in my knees and and it started to spread throughout my body. It was serious pain. I was up all night, and we uh, went to the doctors, and uh, they ended up keeping me and said that I'm showing signs of rheumatic fever. And so they began to run tests on me, and it was more and more. Symptoms were worse. I, I couldn't walk. Six years old. I, I, was, I was sick. And in those days, you had to stay at the hospital by yourself. Mom and Dad couldn't stay with you. So I'm up at Wyandotte Hospital. Uh, by myself at six years old uh, during the day of course mom and dad up there and got me the pajamas and I remember making friends uh, I would sit Indian style at the edge of my door and the nurse's desk was across and we ended up keeping me company but I'll never forget it was it was so painful uh, in my legs and to walk and my they did blood work and they're showing that it looked like I had rheumatic fever which could also turn to a rheumatic heart disease and and, and it's bad it, it's really bad and my dad was getting saved. He was, on his, he was in and out of church at the time. He was getting closer. He was kind of entering into the kingdom, as, as you must say. And he prayed and said, God, if you will heal my baby, I will serve you. At the time, I was the baby. Steve wasn't born. And uh, I don't recommend making deals with God. I, I don't want to get into all that. But there was faith somewhere in that prayer. And I woke up uh, the next morning, had no idea, six years old, I just want to go home. I'm tired of being up here and alone. And, uh, and they would give me ice cream sundaes and stuff, which was cool, but uh, it was nothing like home. And all of a sudden, I woke up, and I could breathe good, and my pain was gone. And the doctors came in that day. My dad rushed up there, and they began to look at me again and run tests. And my Dr. Holmes looked at my mom and said, I, I don't understand it, but all symptoms are gone. All symptoms are gone. Amen. It's a miracle. Miracle of God. 
And they stood there and uh, ended up following up and all traces, he said, whatever it is, it showed all signs of rheumatic fever and they're gone and six years old. And, and God began to just uh, do a work in my life from that day on. Miracles like that. I, I remember nine years old, I was with my friend Steve Pollock and we were spending the night and his mom, Debbie, Debbie Moore, uh, she's, her name's Deb Terry now, but we grew up together and, and I loved uh, Debbie because when we spent the night, she would always, after dinner, uh, read a Bible story to us. And uh, she would. I remember that. At 9, 10 years old, uh, she would, it wasn't hours and hours, but it was just, uh, I remember, that's how I learned about Elijah, was at that little Bible study there. And I still remember she would make really good goulash. Anyway, uh, I'll never forget that we were going on a church picnic. Uh, at Grace Assembly of God had a church picnic. They would have that at Patton Park down in Southwest. Southwest! Anyway, and... Um, that's for my Southwest people that watch, amen. And so we were down there, and I spent the night with them. And so we were, uh, I came to the church picnic with them, obviously, and we're walking across the grass. Uh, I'm about nine or ten, and I'll never forget this. And uh, Debbie said, oh, my gosh. And she looked down, and she picked up some money, and it was Canadian money. It was real colorful. I thought it was like Monopoly money, you know. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And she looked down, and she picked it up again. There was more. And I'm nine years old at this point. And I'm like... And I'm looking at the same grass, walking in the same direction, and, and she's just picking up money as she's walking. And she's like, oh my gosh, there's more. You know, and Debbie's very excited, and we get to the picnic area there, and someone was from Canada, eh? And uh, so they, they, they kind of knew what the money was, and they were like, um, that, is trans that is exchanged in the American account as this, and this is how much it is in American money. And she, I'll never forget, she said, this is the exact amount that I was just praying for to pay off a bill at my house. I'm nine years old. I never, for, I never forgot that. Amen. Yeah, give God glory for that. Amen. So just miracles. Have, have, you, have you seen miracles like that? I, I can go on and on and on. I remember Honduras, we were down there. I've seen many miracles there. And I don't know about going on a missions trip. Sometimes you, you expect them more. Uh, sometimes you're more... Um, you know, uh, susceptible to more expecting him, and, and missions does that to you on a missions trip. And Pastor Alberto had us go to a hospital and pray for a man in his church. And I remember going, it was a Saturday, and he looked bad. He was bad. And he had machines on him. Uh, I've seen that look several times. And um, he was probably in his uh, late 40s. He was kind of young. And we gathered around his bed, and we're all just praying. That God would touch that man and no movement, no nothing. And um, we walked out of that hospital and we went back. And, and in Honduras, Sunday morning service is not the big service. It's more like Sunday school. Sunday night, even to this day, Sunday night is their big service. I mean, they have, they have the flags and they have the dancing and they have, it, it's a, it's a, I love their services there. It's an amazing. And uh, I was preaching that night. We were doing a revival, a bunch of services and Pastor acknowledged from the pulpit had the guy come to the front, and it was the guy that we had just prayed for Saturday on machines at the hospital, fully in his right mind. I didn't even recognize the guy. He was totally healed by the power of God. Just amazing, amazing, yeah, amen, amen. Uh, we'll remember praying outside or having a service outside uh, our last trip there. Some of you guys remember, we went to Florida. It was a village up out of nowhere, and uh, 
but this is a really long story. Let me shorten it. And outside preaching at a park in the in, in middle of the night, it was dark, and there, there wasn't many street lights like we have here. And all of us, I was preaching about the man at the gate beautiful that needed a miracle, and Peter and John was walking to, tent, to the temple to pray. Remember that story? And they looked at the man that was crippled, and he reached out his cup because he wanted some change. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. And in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and took him by the hand, and he stood up, and he was healed. And then he went dancing in, in front of everybody, jumping and leaping, and everybody. it was a huge miracle. I, I remember preaching that outside, and I had everybody look up to the stars, and, and I said, your God made the heavens, and he could do it. I mean, I'm just preaching like crazy, and I'm dodging these bugs, man, because Honduras got these bugs, man, about this big. And, and true story, a stray dog come walking up to us right in the middle of nowhere. It was, everyone thought it was a part of my message, and it really wasn't. And so it, it, you had all these distractions going on is what I'm saying, and there wasn't anything organized. There was no, there was no Benny Hinn music, you know, with his white suit. There was, there was none of that. And, and all of a sudden, I heard this commotion over here, and, and, and these two women step out with this little girl who had to be about six years old, and they're weeping, and they're crying. And he looked up at me and I said, Julio, what's going on through the translation? And they're weeping and everyone can hear and understand, obviously, that what she was saying. And they're, they're just going crazy. And I'm going, what's on? What's going on? I walked over there and they said, this little girl has been blind. And during the preaching, God opened her eyes. Just opened her eyes. Just opened her eyes. I, I didn't even know that. And they're crying. It was a mom and grandmother. And they're all weeping, and she's just the cutest little Honduran you've ever seen, seven years old, dark hair, big old eyes, and, and weeping. And, and we had the worst night's sleep known to man that night. But God worked a miracle. God can work a miracle when we least expect it. You know. In these stories of Zacharias um, and in Mary, you know, I, I, uh, is it okay if I just talk to you today? Because I got a point, and I'll get to it in a minute, because I, I, I'm afraid that some of us, even me, uh, instead of a miracle, we get a miss. We miss, especially the church. And um, Zacharias got up that day when he had that angel appear to him. I, I don't believe he was praying and fasting. He wasn't doing anything spiritual. He just got up. He probably went to the storage room and got his, his incense out, you know, and put on his garments and and uh, he had no idea that that was the day that Gabriel was going to appear to him. Some of you might have just got up today and you drove out here to church or you tuned in and you're sitting there and you're not in a real spiritual place and you're thinking this and that. But I got news for you. It doesn't have to be that way. God, when he wants to do a miracle, he will do a miracle and nothing can stop it. Amen? He just, he just does it. Mary wasn't even a, a person that went to church, and she wasn't in, in the temple like Zacharias was, and she had the same angel appear to him. And so miracles happen. They happen differently, but they do happen, and there's many different kinds. Sometimes, as I said, you, you can fast and, and pray, like the Betty Baxter story, who was born crippled, and God told Mama that she, he was going to heal the daughter, and so she went and bought a dress that fit her daughter, even though she's never going to walk again. And she's twisted by that disease, her whole uh, born that way. And if you ever read that story, it's an amazing story. And God came in on that day, just like he said. And they said it sounded like a campfire of rocks, of sticks breaking as this 
presence of God filled that room and her little bones twisted and, and, and was restored and, and she was healed by the power of God and traveled America teaching her story. And there's pictures of you can go back and read it. It is one of these documented miracles that God had just done just like that. Or you could be someone like Zacharias or uh, just showing up one day and God does a miracle. But there's similarities and there's differences in these stories as I was reading them. And I said, God, man, what, what can I say to get us? We, we need miracles today. We need healings today. We need healings very bad right now. And I believe in 2021 is going to be a year where we're going to have just a ton of people needing healing. Healing of mental health issues. People of, of COVID, and maybe you're watching. We have, we have many uh, that are still coming in and out, and if you're exposed, you got to stay home. Many are in quarantine. Some of you have COVID, I, and let us know. And I, it's just where we are right now. And, but I want you to know if you are uh, tested positive for the virus, I just want you to know that doesn't mean you're going to die. And God can heal you and touch you. And even if you maybe have a severe case and you're watching, get this message. God can heal you and work a miracle in your life. A couple of weeks ago, we prayed and a man was on a ventilator and he was healed and home and he's recovering. About a month ago, we prayed like this for a woman who was in a hospital and she was bleeding internally. And we just prayed like this and prayed for her here at church and just in Jesus' name. And the, bloody, the blood stopped uh, bleeding out that moment in her hospital. She recovered. I'm just saying miracles happen. Not, not to say all the miracles that we see every day that we kind of take for granted, right? These miracles of, of, of creation and life and all of this stuff. But miracles, miracles happen. But let, let me get into this. There's differences and similarities in the story of Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and uh, Zacharias. And, and uh, th there were similarities. It was the same angel that came to, to uh, perform a miracle uh, to two women. Uh, both of them were about childbearing. And, of course, Jesus the Messiah, the one and only uh, there. And uh, it was the same region around the same time. So there's a lot of similarities in those miracles. But there's also, there's also some differences in, that, in those miracles. Uh, Mary had a, a miracle of what we called a miracle of creation, a creative miracle. That, 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 those are those miracles that God makes something out of nothing. That's those miracles that God makes something out of nothing. He, he took Mary and he didn't use Joseph. He said, Mary, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and is going to uh, create a seed and create uh, the circumstances biologically for you to have a child. It, it, it's creating something out of nothing. I want you to know that God can create something out of nothing in your life. He, he can create just something wonderful out of nothing in your life. You may have a void in your life right now, an emptiness, a, a, a loneliness. You're like, no, no, I don't know if God can do anything out of it. I'm telling you that he can. He, he can create something out of nothing. You're walking through a field and all of a sudden money is all, appears in the grass. It just, it, that's a creative miracle of God. You can have, a, a, he can cause things to disappear. You can have a, a tumor, a blockage in your body and pray and God can do a miracle and remove the tumor and the tumor is gone. The masses are gone. The, the blockages are gone. That's a creative miracle of God. It happens. Well, I've seen that with my dad. 
seen those miracles. Those are created. That's what happened to Mary. It was a creative miracle. I want to just create an atmosphere of faith this morning in your life because there are people that need miracles today. People watching this and you need a miracle in your life. And you're going, man, this has been a crazy year. I don't know why God does some of these miracles. And other times, we were on Honduras in the, in the trip in Honduras and prayed for a young man to get healed of a disease, and God didn't heal him. And I thought, for sure, I felt that one. I didn't even feel the one with the little girl. And, and I, that, I'll never forget that. But I remember I felt the one for that boy that was crippled, and they brought him out in that stretcher, and we prayed. We thought it was going to be a, a John 6 moment, a John 5 moment. And for some reason, God, God didn't heal that boy. And we walked away, and we just, you know, you just never know what, why God does those things. The Apostle Paul would pray for people, and they would instantly get healed. But when he got sick, he prayed, and God said, I'm not going to heal you. Instead, I'm going to give you the grace to endure. Well, you're not clapping on that one. <laughs> Sometimes, like the Hebrew children, God will deliver you from the fiery furnace. Other times, he gets in the furnace with you. Just trying to get us to be able to recognize miracles. Be able to know that miracles happen more often than we think and that they don't have to be this big, glamorous thing. When God does a miracle of healing especially or does a miracle of anything, I've noticed that many times it's like it never even happened. It's almost like, whoa. It's like, wow, was that tumor really there? And then you're like, ah, that that must have been a, a wrong MRI. See how fast that, 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 that flesh just wants to go. And that's what we see in Zacharias as we move to his miracle. And now he had a different miracle. His miracle was when God made something out of nothing. When God made something, or, or, or I'm sorry, that's Mary. Zacharias was he made uh, something out of little. He, he took what they had and made something great out of what they had. Nothing was wrong with Zacharias and, and Elizabeth They had the biological makeup to procreate. Are you with me, class? They they were able to have a baby. He didn't use uh, like he did with Mary. He just had to bless what they already had. These are the miracles where God takes uh, what you have and he makes something great out of what you have left. Many times we, we lost some things and you think, oh man, we lost this. So let me tell you, the miracle is never in what you lost. It is always in what is left. The, the mirror, amen? It's never in what you lost. It is always in what is left. Moses, I'm going to use you to deliver my people out of slavery. Moses said, I'm not a military man. I don't have an army. I don't have a military. I don't have the strategy. What are you talking about? I'm not a well-spoken man. I can't do this great thing. And God said, what do you got in your hand? He said, it's just a stick. God said, if you just give me the little bit that you do have, come on, you've heard this preaching before, I can make something great. And he delivered two something point million Jewish people from Egyptian slavery with a man that had a stuttering problem and a stick. These are are miracles that I want to build your faith on today that he could create something out of nothing, but he can also create something big out of something little. A couple of fishes, a couple of loaves. Just give me, give me what you have, God says. 
Give me, give me the little bit of faith that you still have right now in December of 2020. I know in March and April we were like, man, this is going to pass, hallelujah, and we're, we're going to get through it. Here we are in December, and we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus, I, <laughs> everywhere you turn around, people's asking you to pray, and, and it's like, okay, I'm about prayed out. How many's ever felt that way? You pray yourself, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus, Pastor, I need you to come. You go yourself. Hallelujah. Please, somebody. How many's ever felt that way? That's, that's what 2020's been doing to us. But God is saying, hey, if you're like Gideon, Gideon said, God, where are you at? When all the times and the, the miracles, where are they at? And, he, and God looked at Gideon and said, uh, go in the strength that you got left. I can use what you got left. Come on, somebody. I can use what you got left. I can use a little bit of what you got left. You don't got to have much. Just a seed of faith can move a mountain today. Come on, hear me, hear me. These are miracles that God can do something great out of just nothing hardly. Just, just something. A woman with a little bit of oil. I love that story in the Old Testament where the prophet comes and says, make me something to eat. A preacher comes to a widow who is poor and only has a little bit of oil. And he says, give me that oil for food. I'm a man of God. If that happened today, that would be all over the news. <laughs> Man of God takes advantage, you know, and uh, be snapshotting his pantry at home. When he's got all of this, you know, you'd be having... Read the story, it would make a whole lot more sense than... And uh, he said, give me what you have. And she said, I don't have anything. In my mind, I believe the preacher began to walk away at that time. But then she finished the sentence and says, but I have a little bit of oil. And I believe that guy turned right around, Elijah turned right around and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said, you got what? And she said, I got just a little bit of oil. He said, go quickly and collect as many bowls and pots and barrels that you can. Because God's going to do something great out of that little bit of oil. And it's never going to run out. And the Bible says she went and collected all a bunch of oils and, or, or bowls and pots and pans and came. And it filled up. And, and, and it only stopped when she stopped with the bowls. Powerful miracle. It always seems to be a limit to man though, right? We strike the ground only three times or five times. We, we believe March, April, May, June. And then we start running out. And this is what God put into my heart. To bring to you today because the main difference between Zacharias and Mary even though they had the same angel same prophetic word of a child different but it was still both had divine purpose there was totally different responses two totally different responses and I think in this room today and watching online I think we're one of these two I just want to point it out, and then I want to help us get a miracle and pray for you today. But i got to face this. I, this is something that God even put into my own heart. As awesome as Zacharias was about serving, as we talked last week, I believe that there was a part of him that got it too familiar with the story. He just got too familiar with the Christmas story, too familiar with serving. He just, he just got into the routine of doing things, and he just didn't have the faith. 
You can have the serving but not have the faith. You know, that's, that's, that's real. That's exactly. I, I'll prove it to you in this story here in, in Luke chapter 1. The angel comes and he says to Zacharias, we read it last week. Remember, he said, I got good news for you. I am Gabriel. I come with good tidings to you. Your prayers have been heard. You shall con- your wife will conceive and you will have a child and you will name him John. And he will be great in the eyes of God. He's this Gabriel, the angel. And it's amazing. And it's, it's like, whoa, this is, I've never seen this before in my life. And you would think Zacharias would be like, woo, bring out the shofar, man. Hallelujah. And he's going to get one of them flags and a tambourine. Hallelujah. This is one of those double portion miracles. Come on. I mean, hallelujah. I mean, this one, I'm going to run and jump on the stage. I'm on the, on the pews. How many's ever seen that? How many's ever done that? Hallelujah. Amen. I would if, wait till we get back in the sanctuary. Anyway, anyway. Hallelujah. Listen, you think that's what Zacharias would do, right? Get excited? Um, but no, look what he said. He looked at the angel, Zacharias said, and he says, how can I be sure of that? A minute ago, I purposely went a little harder with that. He can do, there's nothing that's impossible. I was shouting, but I was watching. I just wonder if we're like Mary, which we're going to see here in a minute, or Zacharias. Zacharias was like, how can I be sure of that? You kidding me? It's Gabriel the angel appeared to you. Did you hear what I said? It wasn't a text from God showed me in my prayer closet. Those are awesome. Thank you for them. This is Gabriel the archangel. There's only three in the Bible, two named. He appears to Zacharias. Good news. Your prayer's been heard. God's going to do a miracle. How can I be sure of that? This is like parents, when you get excited, you book the trip to Disney World with your kids. God, we got all the trimmings. We're going to all the parks. We're going to Disney World. And your son goes, can I bring my Xbox? You're like, are you kidding me? Give me that Xbox. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, you talk about a joy sucker. You talk about you know, a buzzkill. You talk about whatever you want to use. It was, this is exactly what happened in the room there. And I, when I read that, I was like, this just blows my mind. So it tells me two things. One, I believe it was Elizabeth's faith that got honored. <laughs> Look how Gabriel responds. And the angel said, I am Gabriel, for I stand in the presence of God. And I come to give you good news. But behold, because you did not believe, you are going to be mute and not able to speak until the child's born. I think Gabriel would say, if it was up to me. (laughs) And I got to looking at that and I said, see, Gabriel ain't used to that. God honors faith. But our doubt and unbelief offends God. I really believe it does. That angel was offended. And I love it that he said, I stand in the presence of God. In other words, I'm not used to this. I was sent to you with glad tidings. And so I got there. I said, God, why why is Zacharias doing this? What, what What would he be doing? And I just begin to go in my own life. Because that's how you read the Bible. Right? You read it and you go, 
I don't want to pick on Zacharias. What about my life? What have I doubted you on, God, 20, in this year in 2020? And maybe, maybe some of us start doubting because it's been a long month, been a long year, and we haven't seen a whole lot of good. Maybe, maybe that's what it was with Zacharias. He went, he went years. He's even past the age now. He done, he done checked out, but he's still going through the motions. I, I want to just talk to our church people for a moment, those of you that are followers of Christ. Do you still believe in miracles? Or has the enemy done what he did to Zacharias there and got us to believe that maybe this isn't just for us, maybe it's for someone else. Or maybe, maybe he's just gotten too familiar with the Christmas story, with the miracles. He got too familiar. He's still serving, but he's just familiar. Yeah. And he looks at him and he goes, man, I just, you know, I just need to be sure. <laughs> Send me another angel. <laughs> Gabriel's probably like, what? <laughs> you know, how can I be, how can I be sure? You know, what, what, what is that? What is that? Maybe he just got, maybe he's just too familiar. Familiarity can kill your faith. Familiarity can kill your faith. And when I was telling you that nothing is impossible with God, I wonder how many of us were like, yeah. And how many of us was like, how can I be sure of that? Maybe you're at home and you're watching this and you need a miracle. And you're like, man, I, I believe that. I, I mean, I, I hear you, but I'm just like. We could get too familiar with the stories. And this Christmas is not a Christmas story. It's a reminder of miracles that God does miracles today. He can do a miracle right in your life today. But sometimes we get too familiar with it, church. I've read this, and you might have heard the story. It says when Jesus came to his hometown in Nazareth, he came to his hometown, and it says that he could not do any mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He went to his hometown, a place where he should be doing the most miracles ever. But he, they, when he got there, they were like, ah, he's just, he's just, this is Jesus. This is, this is Mary and Joseph's son. He made a coffee table. It's in, it's in my house. I, I, I mean, I remember him. He used to play with my nephew or my son. And, they, and now he's the Messiah? <laughs> And I just wonder if some of us this year in 2020, some of you have, have heard the Christmas story and you've heard about Jesus and you've heard about God and you've heard about these miracles and, and, and the world and this, this year has just caused your faith to wane and instead of being filled with faith, you're just filled with being familiar. Yeah, I'm just kind of familiar. with. I want to just shake us today and say, listen, shake up out of that. God still does miracles. He still wants to do a miracle in your life. There is nothing, nothing, nothing Thing that is impossible for God. We got to quit being just familiar. America is familiar. Are we seeing any revival? They, they're familiar with the Christmas story. They're familiar this time of year and nativity scenes and, 
you know, Christ, they'll be singing one way or another in service or online. There will be people everywhere. And I wonder how many would just, you know, do it because it's familiar and it's tradition. Like Zacharias, he's just there. And in their hearts, I'm trying to get you prepared for what God wants to do through you. And in 2021, but he got to get past that familiar thing and move from the familiar to the faith. That's my message today. I was going to call this message, He Can Do It Again. Because you see, and then we're going to move to Mary, and then I'm going to close and pray for you. But you see, you see the angel when he comes to Mary. He goes, hey, Mary, you're going to have a son. And he, I love what he said. I don't know, because Zacharias got him so mad. But he looked and he goes, it already happened to your relative. <laughs> In other words, I, please don't make me smite you cute little Mary with not being able to speak. I mean, it would, it would rock the Catholic Church. Come on, somebody. It, it, would, it would change all of your procedures. Don't get offended. Don't get offended with my liberty, Paul said. Anyway, he says, Mary, come on. God's done this before. God's done it before with your own relative. Hear me today. I told you those stories because I want the Holy Spirit to go, hey, he done it for him. He done it for those of you that raised your hand. And I want you to know he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. And look how Mary responded. She responded with one word. May it be unto me as you said. Here's a woman that don't even go to church and serve like Zacharias. And Zacharias is like, I need some proof on that, brother. <laughs> I need you're going to have to, you know, like move something in here. You're going to have to really make me feel this one. You're going to have to really give me a sign. That was Zechariah. Mary ain't even been to church, never burnt incense, don't even know if she went. Don't say. It says she was highly favored, so we know she was, was walking with the Lord, but she wasn't serving. She had no titles. It wasn't the Apostle Mary. It wasn't the Saint Mary. It wasn't none of that. She's a 14, 15, some say uh, years old virgin woman who was, who was engaged to a man and an angel appears to her and says I'm getting ready to use you to change the world and she says let it be to me as you say which one are you today I know it's 2020 I should have saved this for next year but no, God says, I'm about to do something amazing. I want to do something amazing. Listen, I've been seeking God on this thing on this year. I do every year. You guys know that I, I get alone with God and he speaks to my heart. Remember 2019, I came to the church on Savage Road and I had God's going to bring a season of bereavement, a season of building, and a season of birthing. Had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're standing in this building. It's a miracle. We're in a season of bereavement. But I believe we're about to see a season of birthing. Come on, I believe we're going to see it. Some of you are like, yeah, others of you says, how can you be sure of that? Come on, come on. We're going to close. with, And then Mary, she said the one statement, may it be as you say, Lord. And then it says in the next verse that she went with haste. It says, So Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. Back to Zacharias. 
You know when the angel appeared to him? <laughs> then the angel left. Your Bible says that Zacharias continued his days of serving and then went home to Elizabeth. <laughs> if an angel appeared to me, and I'm trying to have a baby, and we prayed, and we prayed, and the angel said, Gabriel came and said, Eddie, tonight is your night. Baby, I would say, Hezekiah, take over my shift, because we're about to get home, and we're about to light some candles. Come on, somebody. And we're about to, adult version, get it on. We're going to be with. How many, how desperate are you for a miracle? The woman of the issue of blood had a voice that says, if you just touch the hem of his garment, she said, I don't care who I offend. I'm going to push because I'm going to get my miracle. How many here are saying, I believe that nothing is impossible with God. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Come on. Come on. I'm going to get it. Blew my mind. He had something better to do. He had to finish his religious duties. Come on, church. To finish his religious duties. And God says, what are you doing? i get somebody else to burn the incense, dude. Mary, the next day, the next morning, what does it say? With haste. I'm trying to show us something. This is how you read the Bible. This is how you read the Bible. It's not get a daily bread, get a verse, post it on Facebook, and then go home. No, no, you read this thing. This is how you get a miracle. You got to be hungry, and you got you to want. I remember we first was going to our, our home church, and... I'll never forget this, another little lesson God showed me about humility. First, I was worshiping, and God was telling me in worship to get on my knees and worship him. I mean, I was just getting into it. And I looked around. There's a couple hundred people there. It's a big church. And I said, nah, I'm just going to worship you in my heart from here. I did. I just said, I ain't down with all that. I'll never forget it. It was about 10 seconds later, a lady, young girl my age, because I'm young, and young guys, don't, young guys don't do that. I mean... You know, a guy may be like, women worship, right? Women go after God. That's not what men do. It's not tough. Jesus didn't do that. This young girl said, get out of my way. Tears in her eyes. I said, yeah. She walked up, got on her knees right next to me. And the Holy Spirit said, if you don't do what I ask you to do, I'll get somebody else. I've never forgotten that in my life. And the angel, and I was sitting there, and during greeting time, you shaking hands, remember those days? <laughs> Pastor come around to our side. I, I was, never really had a conversation with him. I was brand new. I was young. I made an appointment to see him and had to wait two months. We, thank God I didn't get offended, and I waited and got to see him, and God grew me in that, by the way. But anyway, here he was, and he come over by us, and I was going to finally introduce my family to him. And this elderly lady who has been distracting me during my worship the whole time in front of me because she doesn't worship the way I worship, she jumped in front of me and shook Pastor's hand and grabbed him and said, Oh, please bless me, uh, Father. Bless me, Father. Called him a father like we're at a Catholic church or something. And I'm behind her going, This lady's, I'm 25 years old. I'm newly saved. I mean, come on. I was like, what is this lady? She's in the wrong church. And you know what my pastor did? He grabbed her, everybody around her, and he said, God, whatever this woman needs. And he prayed a serious prayer with her. And then he come around and he shook my hand. I thought he was going to say, you see that lady? <laughs> she thinks I'm a Catholic church. I thought he was going to say something like that. He looked at me and he goes, women like that get their miracles. What's your name? 
I said, stupid. <laughs> I'm the religious one. You've seen me. I didn't get on my knees that one time. But anyway, I was, I was, someone say pride. Is the Holy Spirit ministering to you out of this? Mary went with haste. That's come on, keep going. Then I'm going to close. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her room. By the way, that was a long trip on a, on a horse to get there. She walks in and she greets Elizabeth. And the babe leaped in the womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the what? Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of the Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the, bee, the babe leaped in my womb with joy. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Go back to the verse 41 where Elizabeth says she heard. When Elizabeth heard, when Elizabeth heard Mary come in and just give her a greeting. She was so filled with the Holy Spirit that the baby leaped. Zacharias heard a word from an angel and doubted. Mary heard and Elizabeth just heard a greeting. Hey, now's the time. Um, you're pregnant, I heard. And she was filled with the Holy Spirit. God said, Eddie, which one are you? Which one of you? And the way you respond will determine your miracle. Hallelujah. I just wonder if we're just getting so familiar with the things of God that we're starting to get too familiar. We're kind of losing our faith. And God says, you got to put that faith in there. You need a miracle in your life today? How many here need a miracle? You, you, you need a miracle, a miracle, either a creative miracle or one where God will make something out of nothing. I want you to stand if you need a miracle. Those of you that are watching at home, listen, I want you to stand. I know it may be awkward in your living room or whatever, but no, 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 I want you, I want you to stand. I want you to stand. Just close your eyes right now. It's not about anything else right now. I want you to hear this. For with God, nothing is impossible. I want you to hear that. Maybe you're here or you're at home and you're not even a follower of Christ. You've kind of been wishy-washy. You want to surrender your life to Christ, then stand. That's the greatest miracle of all. Because whether or not God heals your physical body, this decision will impact eternity. I mean, God rose uh, Lazarus from the dead. But guess what? He died again. But he's in heaven. You see, he, salvation is the greatest miracle of all. <laughs> so you need to stand and accept Christ. And just ask him to forgive you of your sin and come into your life to make you whole, to make you new. Everyone else that's standing, you need a miracle, an absolute miracle in your life. Once you close your eyes, lift your hands, that's a posture of surrender. It's all that is. There's no hype today. There's no fireworks. I didn't even get all sweaty and running around. Uh, this ain't about preaching. It's not about any of that. 
It's 2020, it's December, it's been a crazy year, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? As I said it last week, the Holy Spirit's not in quarantine. <laughs> he, he hasn't run out of miracles. He can do a miracle right now, this very moment, in this time, in this moment right now. Nothing at all what you're facing. What, what is that miracle right now? Get it in your mind. Is it a healing? Put your hand on the part that's, that's, that needs healed right now. I pray for my mom right now. Mom, I know you're watching. Just put your hand right now. Mom and dad, I'm praying right now. Healing in the name of Jesus. Roger, I know you're watching. Healing. Put your hand on it right now. We're just going to ask God. I, I can't do it. I, I didn't do these. I don't do any of them. It's the spirit of Almighty God. He's the spirit of miracles. For some of you, though, God, God just told me, He's going to breathe new life into you. Some of you, it's just the wind has went out of your sails. And you don't need a healing. You don't need a big financial breakthrough. You just need to get your excitement back. You, you're like Zacharias. You're just serving. You're just going through the motions. You've been burned out. You're just tired. And you're just, you know, if you told your wife how you really felt, you'd be afraid how she would react. But inside, you're... I need some proof. That's how I feel. That's somebody here or somebody watching. Holy Spirit, right now, with everyone with their hands up, everyone at home, everywhere in their offices, everywhere in their cars, pulled over to the side of the road, on the, wherever they may be, whatever state they may be, even out of the country, wherever they may be. Holy Spirit, you, you see who is watching and whose heart is ready and whose faith is is ready right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to do a work and a miracle, Almighty God, right now. You are the same in the days of Mary as you are now. You are the same in the days of Zacharias and Elizabeth as you are now. You're the same as when I was six years old, God. It's the same miraculous healing, oh God. Heal, heal, heal. I feel the Holy Spirit already working. I, I just sense that right now. I just sense that. Working, working, working. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, just receive it. Just receive it. Come on, be like Mary. Don't be like Zacharias. May it be as you say, Lord. Come on. May it be as you say, Lord. May it be as you say, as you say, Lord. I don't understand how you're going to do it, but may it be as you say. Come on. I don't know when. I don't know how. You may use medicine. You may use this. You may use that. You may use this new job. You may use this counseling session. But you're going to do it. Let it be as you do, oh God. Heal, heal, deliver right now. Holy Spirit, we pray it out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. May it be as you say, O oh Lord. Come on, you need to say that. May it be as you say, O oh Lord. We speak life. Come on, can those dead bones live again? Come on, come on. Some of you might start out like he did. He was like Zacharias. Only you know God. But he said, prophesy anyway. Come on, prophesy anyway. Tell those dead bones you will live. Tell that body you will function properly. Tell that marriage you will turn it around. Tell that mind that you will be to have the mind of Christ. Come on, tell that addiction to be gone. Tell that habit to lose 
its shackles off of you. Come on, speak to it. Come on, come on. Let faith arise. This ain't Christmas. This is a miracle. Spirit of God in this place. Come on, get in there with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now begin to worship. Come on, let's worship. Worship it for the miracle. I see you dancing at home. Come on, I see you worshiping. That's it. Come on, let those tears flow. Let that anointing flow. Come on. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, have your way. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's sing that today. Let's sing. Yes, come on, Jesus. pray that message was a blessing to you, that you receive some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence his promises and all people and you can watch one of our services that way as well so god bless you i pray god's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week amen